Hello, you are listening to the Bethel Atlanta Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> All right, wait, 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 no, wait, 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 no, wait. <laughs> I appreciate the love, but the clock is ticking. Y'all sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. The clock is ticking. I gotta, I gotta stay on time today. Who's a missionary in here? Any missionaries in the room? Any missionaries in the room? Any missionaries in the room that don't have this book? I know you already have it. This is the God Zone. Who does not have my book? Okay, come get it. Come get it. Yes, come get it. How many of you guys have my book? Wow. What's wrong with the rest of y'all? What's wrong with the... It's out there on the back table. Don't send me home with any books. Show me some love. Show me some love. Okay, I got to talk real fast because I got a lot to say because a lot has happened since the last time I saw you guys. Bless you, bless you, bless you. So much has happened since last time I saw you guys. It's mind-blowing. So today, at the end of the message, I'm not going to pray for you and impart to you. You guys are going to pray for me because I'm going to lose my mind with everything that's happening, okay? So you guys, are you guys game to pray for me? I'd really appreciate that so much. Thank you for just being such a wonderful family. Thank you, Steve and Lindy for the way you guys love me. Steve, this is the second time you've given up your space for me to preach. I really appreciate that. I really, really do. On Father's Day, right? Oh, shoot. Yeah, that's pretty serious. Wow, that's some love. Okay, I feel loved. I feel loved. I feel loved. I feel really loved. Okay, we're going to race through this. I hope you guys can handle me talking way too fast. So I saw you guys in December, December 26, I preached a message about God crowning our year with goodness. Let me tell you something, proclaim something over your year before the year starts, and I swear it's going to happen, because that's, that's what he's done. This has been such a magnificent, mind-blowingly incredible mo- uh, year. I went back to Kenya when I left here. I got a prophetic word from one of my sons that I needed to rest and that this next season of my life that I was going to short circuit, that I was not going to be able to be everything that I needed to be if I didn't rest. And so I said, okay, I'm not going back to Cameroon, not going back to work. Let's just go to Kenya, my sweet spot in Nairobi and rest. And so this is what I did. There was uh, this, oh, Right outside my house, there's a, a, a wonderful produce stand. Everywhere, any direction I walk in, there's an amazing produce stand. So I just ate healthy, I exercised, I hung out with my kids. I mean, I just had the most restful time. I just sat and stared at the wall. You know, sometimes that's helpful to just sit, stare at the wall, look out the window. Yes, it really helps. So I rested, I rested, I rested. It was great, it was amazing. I felt refreshed, I felt brand new. And then the team started coming. And so we hosted two teams in Kenya, my first time ever doing teams in Kenya, never had people there before. We wanted them to come to Cameroon, but the political unrest in Cameroon made me feel unsafe inviting white people to come to this country where all this political, I didn't want nobody to get killed. So we just said, come to Kenya instead. Y'all all right with that? I said, come to Kenya instead. So I'm like, what are we gonna do with these people that are coming over? I don't know. And so we just threw something together and I swear it was some of the best mission trips we've ever had. People that came on the trip said, this is the best mission trip I've ever been on. So it was amazing. This was a team from BSSD. If you know her, that's Emily Lins who went to school here. Next slide. And this is our amazing Bethel Atlanta team that came over. 
And we just had the best time. We did a lot of different stuff. One of the things we did was minister at a children's ministry, and that's Emily reading a book to them. That is me holding Barack Obama. I got to meet Barack Obama, and he was a very cute little kid. Very, very cute. Next slide. We visited the first largest and the third largest slums in, uh, in Kenya, in Africa, in all of Africa, Mathare and Kibera. And there's a lot of poverty. There's a lot of just difficult lifestyles. But there you meet some of the most creative, entrepreneurial, resilient, beautiful people you ever want to meet. And God has told us that we are going to bring revival to both of those slums and watch out what's going to come out of them. So we're excited about that. Next, we went to a Maasai village, and this gentleman on the left, right, whatever side that is, left, this gentleman on the left, he, he is the patriarch of the village, and, and Luis actually gave me a prophetic word about him three years before I met him. Um, he is a notorious, he was a notorious witch doctor to the point where if he said the word, somebody died. And there were a lot of premature deaths in that village. People were always dying. They're a pastoral people, so they herd cattle and goats and people's herds. Their whole herd would just die at once. And they would make an offering to him of 49 goats per year just to keep him happy, to keep people from dying. But still, there were so many deaths in that village. No pastors wanted to go there. No missionaries wanted to go there. And finally, the bishop that connected us with this village went there years and years and years ago, ministered to him, got him saved. All the death stopped. All the, all the horrible stuff stopped. And the whole village got saved. And so... Now, he's just, he's just an amazing patriarch. He's the leader of their church, and you can see he's wearing one of Kim's love lenses there. So yay, Kim. And we just got to minister to them as a people. Now, this is the, this is the village that I gave the testimony about last week, that the first time I went to Kenya, uh, we went to Maasai Village, 2013. It was beautiful. It was green. It was just gorgeous. And then I took my staff back last year, 2017, and it was just destitute. It was brown and gray and, and just full of draught. And so when the first mission team went there, I asked them, what happened? I don't remember this place looking like this. And they said, we've been in a drought for three years. And so that day when we preached, we prayed for rain. I preached to them about the authority they have in Christ and take authority of your land and then we all stood in the church. We released the rain. We commanded the heavens to rain. And before we could get on the road good, it started raining. So let me just show you. So on the left, I need left and right. Left is the first time we went. And then three weeks later, when the second team went, that's what it looks like. So... <laughs> So we have, we have a spear contest. You know, Maasai's are warriors, and uh, they, they, they kill lions and things with spears. And so we have a spear contest. They give us their spear, and we, we have to see who is the fiercest warrior. I always win. I just want you to acknowledge that, that I always win. This is M Melissa trying, but she didn't quite make it. But we're standing in the same spot. You see the difference between the brown and the green. Next slide. And again, <laughs> yeah, Marielle. No, ma'am. We got to do some warrior lessons. But there's that, see, that tree in the back is the exact same tree. So you can see just what God did in just those. This is passing through on the way to the land the first time we went. And then three weeks later, yeah, like God is amazing. God is amazing. God is amazing. So... 
You know, that, that did a lot for me, just believing in the authority that I have on my life and just believing in the effect that we can have on the places that we go. And that, that changed me forever. I'm like, what can, I, what can I fix now? Who can I, ah, what can I release now wherever I'm going? We went to a baby house and I swear I was gonna steal this baby if I didn't think I was gonna have to go to jail. It's a house for abandoned babies and they have a bunch of infants and toddlers and they just don't have enough help. And so we walk in and they're like, great, help us get them dressed. And I'm like, catching toddlers and they're slippery and running everywhere and it just was it was uh it was a great time and uh they really they really this is my favorite picture where's grace where's grace grace is an amazing photographer just a great photographer she's amazing 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 next so we spent a lot of family time together and this is our team and their team you can see grace and Tamara there and I think the biggest compliment to me from both teams was we love everywhere you've taken us. We love everything that we've done. But our favorite thing about this trip was meeting your kids and becoming family with them and, and just us prophesying to them, them prophesying to us, us laughing together. We had so much fun. And it's always amazing that that happens when teams come both to Cameroon and now to Kenya, that our hearts just become one. We're just the same family on the different side of the ocean. And it's just ah oh, beautiful when that happens. This is us at Ethiopian. So that's that was amazing. I just want to say it's very important that you understand that I'm not, with these slides, trying to persuade you to come on a trip to Kenya. Just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. The last night of the trip, we got together in our little hall and we just shared prophetic words, us giving words to them, them giving words to us. I don't know which I, don't know which I or them I am. Um, so we, it just was, yeah, I guess I'm on both sides of the fence, but it was just great just to share and just to to be there for one another and just, again, to bond and to form family. It was just a beautiful time together. And then the very last day of the trip, we went on a safari. Like I said, I'm not in any way trying to persuade you. In no way. These are either antelopes or impala. I don't know which, I don't know which is which. That's an, two ostriches, ostrichai. I don't know the plural for ostriches, yes. <laughs> Zebras on the other side. Elephants don't feel like you would think. I just want to say that. You have to come and see what an elephant feels like. This is at the elephant orphanage. And we got to go to the, I promise I am not trying to persuade you to come to Kenya. Oh, it's just beautiful. And this is in the middle of Nairobi. It's like a very urban city. I don't have any pictures in this group, but there's, there were scenes that we saw that you would see a giraffe like this, and in the back there's skyscrapers. So it's right in the middle of Nairobi. We didn't have to go anywhere to get there. The first team that came, we didn't see any lions. The second team, we just proclaimed and declared for the lions to come out, and we saw 12. That hardly ever happens on anybody's safari, but we saw 12. We saw 12, so... It was just, it was incredible. There's a mama and her cubs, and it just, it was great. Not at all trying to persuade you to come to Kenya. Let's just say that. I'm just gonna. So in the middle of the two, uh, the two mission teams, in fact, this overlapped the first mission team, my Transformation Center director, Bessie, Miss Inner Healing, Miss Sozo, she's incredible. 
And let me give the backstory. She has been going to Nigeria for the past three or four or five years, helping out with a ministry that we've partnered there, with there named Lapis Lasley. So Lapis Lasley has been bringing Bethel Sozo to Nigeria. And the first time Bessie went, she met the director. This is Karina and Dion of Bethel Sozo Africa. So for the whole continent. And this is, this is them. And she developed a relationship with them. They continued to develop relationship over the years. And Bessie just got great favor with her because she's incredible. And so the last time Bessie went to Nigeria in 2017, she was made the sub-facilitator for Bethel Sozo for the entire nation of Cameroon. Very proud of her. And then when she was coming over to Kenya last year, um, Karina said to her, there's some Kenyans there that want to start a Bethel Sozo team there. Can you meet with them? Can you check them out? Can you just see, you know, if they're on the right track? So me and Bessie went for coffee, and coffee turned into four hours of I can't believe that, I mean, we're like, we're, 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 we're have the, we have the same father. We're just, we're family. Like, we instantly bonded with them. We sat down, and 10 minutes later, me and Bessie are giving them prophetic words, and it just was instantly family. I'm now a member of their church, and so Bessie... Um, did Sozo's with them. She did Sozo mentoring with them. And they invited Karina again. And she came over to do a Bethel Sozo basic conference, the first one in Kenya. So that was exciting. And, and Karina reached out to Bessie and she says, I think we should make you a trainer. There's, there's levels and hierarchies to what you can do in Bethel Sozo. She said, I think we should make you a trainer. So come on over and you're going to teach alongside me and Dion in the conference. You're going to do a Sozo with me. And then we'll, we'll see if we can get you certified. And when she came out of the Sozo, she said to me, Bessie is amazing. I give her 100%. She does Sozo just like me. And then when she taught in the conference, uh, Karina announced at the end that Bessie is now a certified trainer for Bethel Sozo. So very, very proud of her. And she had, to, she had to fight a huge battle to get there because uh, she needed her passport renewed right before she came. And Cameroon, like I said, is in this horrible political state. And so they were refusing her a passport. So she gets on a bus. She goes to the capital like three days before she's supposed to fly over. She packs her bags as if she's going to Kenya and goes to the capital. No guarantee. In fact, she's been told no a million times. She gets there. She goes into an office. God gives her favor. She gets the passport the night before, wakes up at four o'clock in the morning, takes a bus back to Douala and gets on the plane. I'm like, yes. So that was, a, that was a huge victory for her. And this is her with the whole team. This is Karina and Dion from South Africa, and that's NK and Fezzi from Kenya. And I'm sure you'll hear more about them. They're beautiful people that we just love partnering with. Next thing I knew, I was back in my beautiful town of Boya. This is Boya. That's the mountain. And almost everywhere you turn, it's a picturesque view like this. And it was just beautiful uh, just to be there, except for the rooster outside my window. <laughs> that I swear, if I wasn't afraid that its owner would retaliate with witchcraft, I would kill it. So one of the things that I loved about being in Cameroon this time was that I was there as a guest lecturer. I, I have given the school to my kids. I've given the school to my staff. And so they literally would just text me and say, you're teaching this tonight, you're teaching that tonight. Like they've completely taken over the school. So I taught one of my favorite messages on purpose and destiny and we go through these questions and they develop a life mission statement like we did in second year. And then we do I am declarations. Every person gets in the microphone, makes I am declarations. And then we talk about obstacles to reaching your destiny and they write them down and then we build a big fire outside. And every single person, Person puts their 
obstacles in the fire. We make prophetic declarations, breaking them off of our lives, and then we dance and sing around the fire with the African drums being beaten. It's one of the best things that we do every single year. And it was just amazing for me that there were people leading worship and bringing down heaven that I had never trained to worship. There were people leading intercession that I never trained. There were people teaching and preaching in church that I wasn't the one that released them. It was my staff. And it just, it was one of the proudest mama moments ever just to sit there the whole time in the school like, I don't even know, who is this? Who is this singing? Who is this praying? Who is this teaching? And so they've taken it. They've taken the vision. They've completely taken it. They have, they're running with the vision and they're incredible. And I just... So grateful that the school can run without me. And so now I'm free to move about the world. So next thing I knew, me and Bessie and Boris were on a plane headed to Nigeria. Um, the ministry that we partnered with there, Lapis Lazuli, we went over to do Sozos. I did 16 Sozos in six days. Oh my God, that was a lot. And then they also put on a kingdom conference every single year. They've had Randy Clark a couple of times. Bill Johnson has been there once. This was Leif's second year going. And I told Leif... <laughs> <laughs> I told him, I'm going to meet you there. I'm going to meet you there this year. I'm going to meet you. Last year, we were there at the same time, but we never got to see each other. So this year, I said, I'm coming to the conference. We actually pushed our graduation ahead a week so that we could go to this conference. And so we did Sozos in Lagos, and then we went, uh, we took a flight to Abuja, did more Sozos there, and then the conference started. Um, and we were staying at this beautiful five-star hotel, the Transcorp Hilton in Abuja, uh, it was just beautiful, picturesque, well-decorated. We were deeply suffering for Jesus. <laughs> just, you know, yeah, suffering for Jesus. I, I lay down my life, Jesus, for you. Yeah. I think one of the best things about this trip for me was seeing my kids get poured into by Leif. And, ah, uh, oh, that was just, that was my favorite. <laughs> I just want to say thank you. Thank you for just pouring into them and just for, stand up. Thank you, Leif, just for being who you are. <laughs> thank you for loving them. Thank you for pouring into them. Let me tell y'all something. When Leif gets on the stage in Africa, so we were worshiping and praising, it was great. And then when he stands up, the anointing just goes, and you're like, what's happening in the room? There were some times that he didn't even get to preach because he would stand on stage, take the mic and all heaven would break loose. I mean, it was just incredible. And this is them and Bishop Joseph Garlington. He's been a favorite of mine for years, and we finally got to meet him. You guys know Bishop Garlington. He's incredible, such a papa. And they just really got to bond with him. I mean, this is, this is Boris and Bishop. And they, they just really got to bond with him in such a beautiful way. And then they also received impartation. This was one of the funniest moments ever. Boris was at, at Leif's feet, and Leif was, and I'd never seen Boris. He was just like, oh. and then every time he would almost be finished, Leif would go more, and he'd be like, and Leif was sitting there videoing him and like, it was hilarious. It was great. And then he also, there was one night he was at, in the uh, fetal position at Bishop Garlington's feet. So I can't wait for KLA Kenya to see uh, what's going to come out of Boris. This is my favorite picture ever. This is Leif and Bishop Garlington. <laughs> we had so much fun. We had so much fun. The conference was incredible. One of my most favorite moments while we was there, while we were there, my goodness, writer, author, editor, gosh. <laughs> while we was there, while we were there. <laughs> one of my favorite moments was um, Leif was ministering to people after uh, speaking 
And there was a young lady that he ministered to, and then he was calling me and another one of the Sozo first chairs over. And he said, this woman just gave me a note that said that she'd been captured by Boko Haram for two years and just had experienced all sorts of atrocities. And you can only imagine what happened uh, in, the, in the hands of Boko Haram for two years. And she had gotten away, but when we looked at her, she looked like a ghost. I've never seen a human being walking around that just looked dead. She looked empty. You look into her eyes, there was no soul there. I'd never seen anything like it in my whole life. So Leif ministered to her. She was slain in the spirit. He stood her back up and gave her over to us. And we started ministering to her, and I hugged her. And she says, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. And I'm like, what's wrong? My head is hurting. And she started manifesting demons. So we started doing deliverance on her best we could, and then she just went stiff as a board and just looked like she was a dead, like she was a corpse. And I'm like, Bessie, somebody call Bessie, somebody get Bessie, somebody get Bessie. She's amazing at deliverance, and she just comes over, and she's in the girl's face, and she's connect with me, and she just gets rid of all the demons while just looking at her with love, and it just was incredible. So afterwards, she let us hug her. She smiled. She talked to us. You could see the life in her eyes. She came back. I don't know if you know this part. She came back the next night, and Bishop Garland had just preached on the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and she came up to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and she had on a beautiful dress. She had on makeup. The light was in her eyes. She looked like a completely different person. Like she tapped on me and I'm like, oh, it's you. Oh my goodness. And then I got to pray for her. And I think she was speaking in tongues. She's Hausa. It didn't sound like Hausa. It sounded like tongues. So one night she gets free from demons. The next night baptized by the Holy Spirit and God changed her life. <laughs> So that was one of the most incredible moments of my ministry life, uh, needless to say. Little background. So last year when we went to Nigeria, we bonded with a group of people that we call now the kingdom community, just a beautiful group of people chasing after God, chasing after the kingdom. They fly to Bethel several times a year. They go to Voice of the Apostles. And so we had a roundtable meeting with them to discuss how do we bring the kingdom to the nations of Africa? How do we raise up revivalists in Africa? And we had a great time with them. Boris was praying for everybody, prophesying, slaying bodies everywhere. It was just this powerful session. And then we taught them on the prophetic the next day. So one of the young men was inspired, I guess, and he started looking at God like, what is my destiny? What am I called to do? Long story short, from the time that we were there, March last year till May of this year, he rented and renovated and decorated a building that's now a house of prayer 24-7. And it just, I mean, it was like beautifully decorated with a fountain and classrooms upstairs. And their desire is to start a Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. Ministry. So we're really excited about that. So I was like, wow, you guys just went ahead and did it. You guys are going to start a great school. And my friend who I mention all the time, Alero, one of the most beautiful people you ever want to meet, says to me, oh, oh no, we fully plan on you coming over and helping us to start this. And I'm like, Okay. In the back of my mind, I know that I have a prophetic word where I was told, you're going to go to South Africa before you go to Nigeria. But they've got this building. They've got this plan. They've got this, you're coming to help us. And so I'm like, okay, God, whatever you want to do. But I'm still kind of on the fence, not sure what, what, you know, what I'm supposed to do. So there was one morning that... Uh, Leif and the rest of the ministry team imparted to all of us. There was a, a mission team from America. There was the group of us from Cameroon. And then there was the, um, 
the Nigerian kingdom community people. So they prayed over us. Everybody's laying on the floor, knocked out, slain. It was ridiculous. And then they all just leave us there, like vibrating on the floor. And so Bessie, my, my uh, transformation director, she's wailing and crying. She's going to kill me when she hears this. But she was wailing and laughing at the same time on the floor. So I'm like, well, let me just wait with Bessie. I had been wailing on the floor after somebody preached the other day for three hours, and they all left me. So I'm like, I'm just going to stay with her in this vulnerable moment of encountering God. And so everybody left. The American teams left, and some of the other people left. And then uh, uh, a spiritual father to Boris, his name is Pastor Emmanuel, starts prophesying to Boris, and he starts prophesying to me. And then me and Alara were sitting, standing there next to each other, just weeping over the prophetic words. And he says, and you guys are twins in the spirit. And he starts prophesying over us. And then we look around, and everybody has left except for the leaders of the kingdom community. And then we just start prophesying to each other. And people were getting delivered. People were wailing on the floor. There was a guy, one of the leaders wasn't there. And all of a sudden, he just pops up in the door and we just grab him and we start prophesying and laying hands on him. Later he said he was down in the meeting. We miss Leif. We miss Bishop Garlington. And I'm like, but we can't leave. We can't leave. This is too good. And so he said he was sitting in the meeting and the Holy Spirit said, go upstairs. And he's like, what? Bishop, uh, Bishop is preaching. What do you mean go upstairs? And he said, go upstairs. So he gets up and he wanders around till he finds us. And the minute he walks in, we start prophesying to him. This lasted for four hours straight. And in that four-hour time, this is Bessie. This is Yudi. He is my brother from another mother. He's just an incredible human being. And he is one of the leaders of the, the kingdom community. And he's literally holding Bessie up because she is so drunk. And she's prophesying drunk. She prophesied for a good 19 minutes drunk, prophesying their whole leadership structure, what the kingdom community is going to do, everything that's going to happen. And she's just like giggling, giggling, and prophesying. And it turns out later that everything that she said was the things that they had already planned to do. And so it was just incredible four hours of God bonding our hearts together like never before. And I just fell in love with them. They fell in love with us. It just, it was supernatural. It was divinely orchestrated. It was just so beautiful. And then we had a meeting with them about how to start a school of supernatural ministry in Africa. And I'm like, I need to write a book. This is, you know, it was, re it was a really great meeting. And they're like, all right, we're just waiting for you guys to come over. And I'm like, Okay, we'll do all of us together. But that was just incredible the way he bonded us together as family. And this is all of us together on the last day. Something else that happened, this is a couple from Togo. They came, they came over to have Sozo's done and to also experience Sozo. They want to bring Sozo to the nation of Togo. And then I prophesied to them, and I was just speaking of the challenges they were having in ministry and some of the difficulties and how they wanted to bring the kingdom, and they're meeting with a lot of resistance, and things are so difficult, and they're weeping and crying. And it turns out that the husband has been through Heidi Baker's school. So they're well into the kingdom stream. And so they're partnering with Lapis Lazuli to bring Sozo, but they want to partner with us to bring a school of supernatural ministry. And I'm like, I've never thought of Togo, never dreamed of Togo, and I don't speak French. So, but, but when I say that God bonded our hearts in the few days that we were together like family, it just was like, they've been writing me, we've been writing each other back and forth. I've sent them a bunch of resources and stuff, and they're like, Mama, when are you coming? I'm like, I don't know. I got to learn some French first. But I know that God is going to do something with us eventually. So we, we left um, Nigeria on a Wednesday. And next thing I do, next thing I knew, I was signing certificates for our eighth graduation in Cameroon. I still can't believe that. 
Still can't believe that. Uh, but yeah, this was the eighth year of Bethel Atlanta Cameroon, and God is just good. He's just really good. We didn't think we were going to be able to have a school this year because of the political unrest. Very few people showed up the first night of class, but my staff was like, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're, God is saying to do it, and we're going to press ahead. And it turns out that we had a great time. My fashionista niece is going to kill me for having pictures in the same dress that I'm wearing. Jordan, please see, look at her face. Please forgive me, Jordan. I know that I have violated every fashion rule. So this is the first year class on this side. That's the second year class there on the other side. That's our third year. We had four beautiful third year girls and that is my staff that I'm with there. And it just, it was incredible. So in the, in the oh, I'm already over time. Okay, let me quickly tell you the other things that are happening and then I'm gonna have you guys pray. Still game to pray for me, right? Okay, so, so far we have Cameroon, and then we have Kenya, where we're launching. We're about to do KLA Kenya number two. Last year, we graduated 19 radical revivalists. They've still been with me when I was there. They came to the house every week. We still continue to do lessons. They actually rented a hall for us to go to to continue. I didn't pay a dime for it. They rented the hall. They were very committed, very dedicated. They said that we're going to have to do a second year in uh, KLA Kenya 2 this year. So we're arranging to do a second year. And this year, so last year we had 19. This year, right now, I have interviewed 36 people to be in KLA Kenya 2. And two of them are Nigerians that are coming over. Two women that I adopted as daughters while in Nigeria. They're like, we, they read the book, The God Zone. They're like, we want, I, I want what this is. And so they are leaving their jobs, leaving their families, raising money, and they're going to come over and be with us for 10 weeks in Nairobi from Nigeria. And then within Kenya, we have Kenyans, we have Rwandans, and we have Ugandans that are also going to be a part of the class. So the class this year is going to be Kenya, Cameroonian staff, Uganda, Rwanda, and Nigeria. And then, then, after I preached last time, the last time I mentioned, I was like, there's this, I, I, I said, I, I'm called to Botswana. I don't know what it is, Botswana, Botswana, Botswana. And so like two days later, later I get a uh, Facebook inbox from a pastor in Botswana. And he said, I heard your podcast, love what you're doing, very excited about what you're doing, would love to have you come and meet with us, would love to just, you know, come, come here. If you come, if you can get yourself here, then we'll take care of accommodations for you and two people for you to come and minister to us. And I'm like, I get requests all the time, and a lot of time I can tell that the people have an agenda that's not correct. We want to partner with your ministry. I ain't got no money. Don't be trying to partner with my ministry. <laughs> But this one was not like that at all. I could just, I don't know. I don't know. So I wrote back and I said, well, how did you hear about Bethel Atlanta? And he said, I was on staff at a Assemblies of God Bible College for 12 years or 18 years. And then I got my hands on the book, When Heaven Invades Earth, and it changed my whole life. And now we listen to all the podcasts and we're using Chris Vallotton and, and Sean Bolt's materials for our School of the Prophets. And I'm like, oh, wow. And the more we chatted back and forth, the more it just felt like a God connection. And, you know, I'm thinking, I don't have money. We've got so many other things to do this year. I can't go 
go to Botswana. And every time I say no to in my heart, I just hear God saying, Botswana, Botswana, you're going to Botswana. I'm like, okay, we'll go to Botswana. I love new countries, so we can just, we can just go. And so when I asked him when would be best for, for me to come, should I come after KLA or in November? He says, what's KLA? I tell him about KLA and he goes, well, I can't get away for 10 weeks, but I would love to come for three weeks. And so now this pastor from Botswana is wanting to come up and partner with us. And I'm going to Botswana. I am going to Botswana this year in the name of Jesus. So then I have all these prophetic words about South Africa, South Africa, South Africa. I've been there twice. And I was like, this is like Atlanta. If I'm going to be here, I might as well go home. You know, I mean, it's all westernized and stuff. I can go home and, and be near my mama. Shoot, I don't need to be in Africa to be someplace like this. So I just was like, whatever, you know, I'm not feeling South Africa too much. But I keep getting all these prophetic words about it. And then recently, one of my daughters, Money in the Bank prophetic words, she said, you're going to go to South Africa. You're going to build there before you build in Nigeria. And then another son gave me a word. You started Bethel Cameroon as one school, but now you're going to build three schools at once. Can you imagine the face I made at God? Like, God, you crazy right now. Like, what do you mean three schools at once? This almost killed me starting one. What are you talking about? So, and then I get another word from another spiritual daughter who said, I know your name is Mama Africa, but God is calling you Mama Zulu, which is one of the major tribes in South Africa. So one morning, for whatever reason, I wake up and I'm pacing and praying about South Africa. When are we supposed to go there? How are we supposed to go there? How's this supposed to happen? I have a prophetic word about a partner there. I don't know anybody. You know, like, how are we going to do South Africa? And so I finished praying, eat breakfast, and I just kept thinking, call your friend Immaculate. Immaculate, uh, is Zimbabwean. She's married to a man from DRC, and they married and met in South Africa, and then they moved to Cameroon, and so we've been ministry partners with them. She's built this amazing women's ministry, and they go back. We just go back and forth. We come and minister. We go and minister to them. They come and visit us, and we part of them, and we just built this beautiful friendship. So after praying for South Africa, I'm chatting with Immaculate on what's up, and we're just going back and forth, back and forth, and she said, I have some really bad news, and I'm like, What's happening? And she said, I just don't understand why God is doing this. We've built this ministry. It's been going great. And then all of a sudden, Sylvain just got transferred back to South Africa. And I'm like, oh, man, you're not going to be up the street in Douala anymore. We're not going to. Wait, what? Immaculate, what? Africa. Immaculate, guess what I just got through praying about? Bethel, Atlanta, South Africa. And she was like, oh, my God, now it makes so much sense. I didn't have any peace about moving back, but now I have the most peace about moving back. And this is God. This is so exciting. The next time I talk to her, she's like, my friends are waiting. And then I have friends in Zimbabwe, too, and they want you to come there. And I'm like, Immaculate, slow down, boo, slow down. What you doing? What you doing? So I went up to minister to them one day, and I'm praying for her, and I'm giving her a prophetic word, and I'm just prophesying how she wants to be able to finance the kingdom and build the kingdom. And I said, Immaculate. Did you tell God that you wanted to buy a building for me for Bethel, Atlanta? And she just starts crying. Yes, I just want you to be able to come and just walk up and just start teaching. I don't want you to do anything. And we're getting ready for you. And I'm like, Immaculate, I'm going to need you to slow down. I'm going to need you to just wait a minute, boo. But she's excited. She's got people ready for us in South Africa. She wants us to go to Zimbabwe as well. It's down there by Botswana. So you can drive from South Africa to Botswana. You can, I mean, it's all down there together. So now we're going to take Southern Africa as well. And uh, it's just, 
Now y'all see why I said y'all need to pray for me, right? Because this is a lot. I'm overwhelmed most days of the week. I'm excited. I'm happy. I can't believe this is happening. But to think that we're going to be in Cameroon, Kenya, South Africa, Nigeria, Botswana, Togo, and then there's another person I met in Ghana that we're still trying to see what that's going to be like, and who knows where else. So I'm like, ah, like, it's just a lot. It's a whole lot. And so instead of praying for y'all today, I want y'all to pray for me. And I'm going to call up three very special women. God has given us a prophetic word that, that revival is going to be birthed in the nations of Africa through praying women. So I'm going to call up three praying women right now. Mama Lindy. She has been an amazing mother to me and a, an amazing mother to Bethel, Atlanta, Africa. <laughs> Mama Liz. She came to Cameroon on the mission team the second year. So nine, eight, seven, seven years ago, and she's been every year until the political unrest started. So she's Mama Liz. And then Caritha is a personal intercessor for me. She prays for me, and I can feel it when she prays for me. So each one of them is going to pray. Mama Liz is going to pray for Cameroon, the political unrest there, and for the school to be stabilized there. Mama Linda, Mama Lindy is going to pray for everywhere where we're starting, Kenya, Botswana, Togo, all these other nations and wherever else God wants us to go. And the Caritha is going to pray for me because I'm going to need some, some serious, passionate prayers. And for Bethel, Atlanta, Africa, because Bethel, Atlanta, Africa is a huge difference from Bethel, Atlanta, Cameroon, and I don't know how to run it yet. So I just need serious prayers for that. So we're going to Start with Mama Liz. Before you start, um, you guys are so involved in praying for Sherry and loving her. But also, the last few months, uh, we've been taking our tithes and offerings and taking that a tithe of that instead of putting it into the building. We've been giving it to different people, and this is for you. you. This is. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus, that Cameroon is a nation of heaven on this earth and that you have called her up to take her place. I thank you that there is nothing that is occurring in time and space right now that has taken you by surprise, that you're not knitting together, that you're not uh, fitting for a good purpose, that you're not uh, just making in your good time something beautiful. And I just speak to the nation of Cameroon now just like it was spoken in worship and it was pictured, that breath of God over the plains of Africa, I just see that breath of God blowing on it and the suddenly that changes things. So we speak that suddenly over the nation of Cameroon. We speak peace. We speak um, alliances that haven't been made before. We speak uh, freedom to people who have never known freedom. We speak respect and honor. We call up inside the people their national heritage, yes. a, a sense of their identity, yes. a sense of anything that has ever been robbed or, or stolen from them. We speak to you, Cameroon, to come into your place, to come into your identity, an identity of unity. In Cameroon, they're known that um, in their geography, they have 
a, a little piece of every type of geography that exists in Africa, it exists in Cameroon. It's a, they love to think of themselves as a picture of the, na of the continent of Africa. And so we declare over that, that prophetic statement that this thing that is happening in Cameroon, that has started in Cameroon, that was birthed in Cameroon, spreads to every part of Africa. I thank you for peace. I thank you for the suddenlies. And I thank you for the day after the suddenly that there's the long walk of, of faith as the journey continues, the maturity, the growing, the faith that, that, that is that country. I speak international aid and assistance wherever there's a need. And God, I speak over Cameroon, Bethel, Atlanta, Cameroon, the school and the staff. I bless them. And I've just had this on my heart since just to call the sons and daughters home to call the sons and daughters home. But before they come home, I speak, I just send a, it's like I see a homing device in their hearts. As they go out, that they'll get the riches of the nations and bring them back. That they will come back full. That they will go out sent and come back in full with the riches of the wisdom of other nations, solutions, whatever it may be. But there is a, a homing device calling them back to Cameroon to build, to see the strength come, that they would know who they are. Uh, I just I speak over them. I just see them as that basin, that cradle of everything that's coming, that they're worthy. I speak over them dignity and ability beyond. I speak over them wisdom and grace and acceptance, that they are models. And so many of them will be mothers and fathers that change their villages, change the, the status quo, that the mothers and fathers will rise up in their midst to give godly example, that no more will there be an orphan mentality that's the common identity in the nation, but one of well-loved, solid. So we just bless them in Jesus' name to know they are, to go forth and just prosper beyond your wildest imagination. And wonderful, wonderful daughter of the house, woman we are so in love with, so proud of you. And right now, we just pray for the apostolic calling on your life, Sherry, the way you're going to touch a continent for the mighty name of Jesus, the way you carry revival across this, na this nation's and this entire continent. Right now, we pray for the hub. We pray for Kenya, KLA Kenya, and, and how you're going to use this school and you, Sherry, just to touch many, many people that are going to be the mighty leaders all over Africa. I pray for Nigeria. I pray for Cameroon. I pray for Ghana and Togo and South Africa and Botswana and Zimbabwe and all the nations, God, that are you're, you're calling to great revival. I declare a great revival, something we've never seen. I declare the gold that pours out of Kenya will touch all these nations. I declare that Sherry will watch, walk in such supernatural power that she cannot understand how it's all happening. I declare, Sherry, that when people come to you, you will know deep down, yes, this is a person that will serve me well and serve mighty God well and that will run hard after you and run only for you, Lord Jesus. There will not be a question in your heart because you will know. And I just pray the peace of heaven over that entire continent and then over those cities and those countries that are asking for a school, Lord. We just bless them with the glory of heaven. I bless Sherry with such peace that she has to do not even lift a finger, but she's on her knees as you orchestrate this, as the stri strategies of heaven pour out on this whole continent. 
I thank you for this mighty woman, this daughter of ours, this one we love, and we bless her. We bless every nation she touches in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we just thank you, Lord God, for this mighty woman of God. And God, we just declare no weapon that is formed against her shall prosper. And every lying tongue that rises up against her in judgment, we condemn it in the name of Jesus. For this is the heritage of your daughter, God. And God, we thank you for the new thing that you're doing in her life. For now it shall spring forth. For you're a God that makes ways in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And God, we just declare and decree strength, 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 strength for the journey. Strength for the journey in the name of Jesus Christ. We declare wisdom. Wisdom, 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 wisdom from on high that can only come from you, God. God, we declare, Lord God, insight and revelatory insight, Lord God, into the things, Lord God, that she's seated in heavenly places at the table with you, God, and she knows your conversation. She knows every step that she is to take for a good man's steps are ordered by the Lord and that you delight of him their way, Lord God. And God, we just thank you, Lord God, for all that you're doing. We thank you for the power and the authority that you have given her to be transferred, Lord God, into, this, into Bethel, Atlanta, Africa. And we declare and decree that Bethel, Atlanta, Africa will be a lighthouse. It will be a lighthouse for people that are hanging on to pieces of wood out in the water, drifting about. It will be a lighthouse for those that are drowning. It will be a lighthouse for those that are hungry. It will be a lighthouse for those that are seasick with the world, being tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. We declare and decree in the name of Jesus Christ that it will be a lighthouse that Jesus is Lord over Bethel, Atlanta, Africa, and people will run to Bethel, Atlanta, Africa, to be equipped, to be empowered, to be encouraged, and to spread the gospel of the good news, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. God, we declare and decree that over Bethel, Atlanta, Africa, in the name of Jesus, that they're running with you, and that they're holding your hand, and they're running, and they're going out into the deepest part of the waters, bringing people in, snatching them from the fire, bringing them out of darkness in the name of Jesus, and we declare and decree enlargement of her territory, God. We thank Thank you, Lord God, that you will continue to do that good and perfect thing in her life. God, we plead the blood over her body, from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet, over her brain, over her heart, over her organs, over her tissues, over her muscles, over her circulatory system, over her bones. In the name of Jesus, we declare she is healed. In the name of Jesus, she will not be weary. She will not faint. In the name of Jesus Christ, she will be strong in the Lord and in the power of your might. We declare greater is he that's on the inside of her than he that is in this world because she is more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ who strengthens her in the name of Jesus Christ. We declare and decree in the name of Jesus that she will do great works, greater works than these because you are the Lord God over her life. You are the Messiah. And we bless your name, God. And we thank you. You said, eyes have not seen and ears have not heard and neither has it entered into the hearts of man what God has prepared for those who love him. But you said that it's by your spirit that these things can be revealed. So Holy Spirit, do what you do best. Bring her into all truth. Lead her down the path of righteousness. Show her all the hidden mysteries in the name of Jesus Christ. Reveal unto her all things that she does not know. She is equipped. She does know where to go. She will not go to the right or to the left without your counsel in the name of Jesus Christ and God we give you praise we give you glory we give you honor because you are king of kings you are lord of lords you are great I am you are prince of peace you are El Shaddai and we give you glory in the mighty name of Jesus God you reign over everything over Bethel Atlanta Africa you reign over Sherry Lewis you reign over Bethel you reign you reign you reign, you reign.
Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. To stay connected with Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com.